excited about because i think we're rehashing sort of a subject we said we'd talk about in the tinder episode we keep going back to it on other episodes but like, yeah, yeah. Be really good if we did this and now we're doing yeah it. we keep going like we'll talk about it we'll talk about it and now we are Here so we this are. is exciting so we've got a very special guest today as well go for it lads so i'll do a bit of an introduction maybe have a guess at who it is all okay, right i'll go so uh fact one she tells people she has a different career every time she's drunk amazing <laughs> Is that on purpose or just because she forgets? Do you know or? what? Who knows at this it's point, really? Uh, she People say that we sound the exact same, so you might not be able to tell who is talking in this podcast. <laughs> and when she was a baby, she looked exactly like the Mitchell man. <laughs> Can you guess I who I want to see pictures. <laughs> Who is it? Is it your sister? Is it Lydia? Lydia Steele. It's Lydia Steele. It's me. Hello, Liz. Hi, Can you guys hear the difference in voice? <laughs> I'm hoping so. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. <laughs> I, I think, think you can I tell think, the difference. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you know what? We'll be able to tell, hopefully. So how's everyone? How are we feeling today? Good, yeah. How are we feeling, Liz? How feeling good, yes. Yeah. Firstly, can I just say thank you so much for having me on here, guys? Oh, because stop it. And to everyone oh, out there, if fan. you haven't listened to the other episodes yet, and this is your first one, honestly, listen to them because they are really really amazing and they're sort of oh, very insightful She's so do please listen to them um because so these girls lush. are fab she's so. been one of our first like, first she's fans, been a hardcore really. fan i'm a hardcore fan girl fan. absolutely a fan i feel a bit still. famous yeah. right now so <laughs> living my dream starstruck <laughs> so absolutely. i'm gonna start off today by saying that we're gonna be talking about all things sexual assault so as we're saying we are rehashing this from the tinder episode so we may refer to a few things we refer to there but we're going in a lot more depth mm-hmm, for sure um so Lydia, tell us a bit about yourself and your experiences and sort of like why you've come on on this particular app, Yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So um, as the girls have introduced me, I'm Mad- uh, Maddie's older sister. Um, I live in Brighton at the moment and I am three years old than Mads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully, as we said, you can tell who's who. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Um, so I am on here today because I was actually talking to Maddie about this earlier and how the conversation around things like sexual assault and rape are still really brushed under the carpet and actually it's a really nerve-wracking thing to talk about and I was thinking should I share my story should I not and actually I really wanted to come on here today to share my story um to basically get it so all of us individuals can just talk to people about it the conversation can be normalized and you can feel like you can sit down with someone you trust over a cup of coffee and share that story if you're ready um But I'm on here today because uh, I, when I was 17 years old, so I'm 25 now, but when I was 17 years old, I was actually raped at a festival. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't share my story for a long, long time. And it was only when I started talking about it to other people that I realized how many people this affected. And so I wanted to be here and thank you so much for inviting me on because I wanted to be able to, as I say, normalize this conversation, just get people talking about it because it's still too taboo and that. That's oh, not right. 100%. And I just want to say, like, thank you for coming on and talking about it. Because I know it's it's a very difficult thing to talk about. I remember at the time, I I mean, I was, uh, I must have been 14, maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. Like that. And I remember you briefly told me when you came back, but obviously I was really too young to understand it. And I don't think you used the word rape. And no, you still, to be honest, course. this is actually the first time I've heard you say it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't use that word. And I think it's, it's mad, isn't it? Like, it when you start talking about it there's mm. so many people that it's affected but mm. it's the fear of talking about it so i just want to say thank you for coming on and talk about it as well obviously i would say thank you too <laughs> <laughs> thank it's, you it's, for having no, me it's, it's really important to come on and i was when we thought thought about planning this episode i was like mad we've got to get a really good guest for this so i'm so glad that you yeah. come on Aww, thank nice. you girls and as maddie said like I used to call it the R word, didn't I? Because I was like, yeah. oh, that's way too strong. And actually I realised, no, 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 no. We need to start saying these Say words. Say what it is. Absolutely. 100%. We need yeah. to start talking about these things, sharing our stories to let other people feel that they can and not yeah. have to be silenced and potentially never say, say anything yeah. about yeah. it. But it, t- it takes a lot to come on here because obviously like, I've not really, it takes a lot to sort of, I won't say get over it, but to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Be yeah. like so far, like, 
and say, right, I'm going to actually talk about yeah. it. Like, that takes a lot. I was so nervous. So, I was so nervous. I was like, Ooh. yeah. But I'm really happy to be here. And I'm thank you, I'm girls, really for you making this on. conversation happen. Yeah. So. Mm, no worries, nice. babe. So maybe we should go straight in with what is sexual assault in its rawest form. So the government definition of sexual assault is when a person is coerced or physically forced to engage against their will or when a person, male or female, touches another person sexually without their consent. Um, so sexual assault is extremely common. 20% of women and 4% of men have experienced some type of sexual assault since the age of 16 and those are only the people who have admitted to it so that's from rapecrisis.org so that's pretty crazy that's mad isn't mm. it really like i actually didn't know it was that that's a crazy statistic it's mad isn't it and, and honestly when i think of my friends and people i know i really struggle to think of one person who hasn't had some sort of situation yeah, yeah. and i know it's a spectrum mm-hmm. but it's mad isn't it i think it's really hard to say what's happened to you and say the word like you were saying before yeah like saying the actual word sexual assault or rape it becomes so like i don't want to say taboo maybe maybe taboo is the right word yeah but you're like oh shit am i allowed to say that? it feels so extreme doesn't it and it also i don't know if you girls feel this but I definitely feel like maybe the narrative around it makes you feel like you're almost attention-seeking. 100%. It's a really oh, weird... Really? We yeah. were talking about That's this earlier because we were saying, like, with things that are, like, tangible, like, death, like, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, with me and Lyd, we can evidence say my dad's dead almost. because it's evidence-based. Yeah. We don't have a dad. Whereas <laughs> I think things with with rape and sort of sexual assault, mm. it's hard to bring up in a conversation yeah. because it's always it's this concept experience. of he said, she said. Mm-hmm. And you feel almost like when you bring it up, people are like, oh, God, they're exaggerating. They didn't have this and another. They feel like you're attention-seeking. Which I think, my personal opinion, especially when it goes into the media and people are like, you know, like the Weinstein day and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. People come forward and they're like, why are they only coming forward 30 years later? I'm like, because it takes people time. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it takes people time. You've got to get your head around um, it. Massively. And you I'm, don't understand what's happened no. to you, let alone and I would never, voice that to other people. I would never sit in this position and be like, I know exactly what happened to yeah. you and pretend that I do because I don't. Yeah. And I also think, I know it's really hard and there are some people that do lie and that have been wrongly convicted, but... But we'll, we'll get more into, we'll get more into that, that later but like, on. But just one point that I'd like to make before we get into that. I think for me, I always like like believe them before, unless unless told otherwise, I'm yeah. always going to believe yeah. someone that said, oh, I've been raped or I've been a victim unless of this. Big unless big evidence to Yeah, like why yeah. would you not? Like, in my head, I'm like, why yeah. would you just... Take so much time yeah, forward wh- in the why first place. Why at the beginning would you just say, Honestly. yeah, I don't believe them, like... Do you know what I mean? I it's know, a bit yeah. like the innocent proven to guilty. Yeah, I'm always like, yeah. I believe them until there's evidence to no, say exactly. they're not. And actually, I wonder if that's almost maybe that's how the individual feels about it. Because obviously there's so many blurred lines, which mm. I'm sure we'll talk about throughout this podcast. But it's almost maybe the victim kind of creates that anxiety for themselves yeah. because the narrative is so closed. Oh, yeah. And actually, yeah, if it was more open, maybe you would not be like, oh God, but people are going to think yeah. I'm attention-seeking or so, lying. So or... sort of going along the lines of narrative, maybe we should talk about sort of attitudes towards women as early as school. Mm-hmm. So I think I wanted to just discuss maybe like the ideas of girls being a distraction for boys in school, which... I mean, from a young age means that women are objectified in the eyes of men, mm-hmm. surely, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember in school, um, as early as, God, like, year seven, mm-hmm. you were told you can't have your, like, vest showing because a boy will be distracting lessons. You can't have, a sh- like, a skirt shorter than your knee because the boys will be distracted. And it's all the emphasis on you're in like you're an objectified thing for boys to be distracted by do you think this maybe leads into why attitudes when they're older become women are sort of like a target for this I think it's a conversation which has been with girls as you say since they were tiny yeah because as you get older it's then like right you can't walk the streets at night alone because something might happen to you Mm -hmm. but you I mean obviously as we all talk about it's both men and women but generally for guys you don't get those warnings mm. of don't go out late at night on your own oh my god no your protector no. is the male almost yeah, they're like yeah, oh yeah. don't worry if you're coming home just be with a guy or be with friends sort of yeah. thing if you're in a group sort of thing yeah but you you almost learn that growing up that that is what life is going to be you have to stay safe you can't yeah. go too out of your way don't be too outspoken because something oh might god, happen to sure. you i definitely think that comes from like going on what you're saying about school and I don't know if you got, maybe it was Catholic school, literally had said a, bo- a boy will get distracted. But going to an all-girls school, I never got, like, a boy would be distracted. But it was more linked to modesty, which is still mm, to do with yeah. it. Yeah. And it was still, like, 
well, you can't really wear a short skirt because it's like to be modest and to like that was seen Be as demure like, and yeah, yeah fit that, into that kind of yeah, category. Cause, yeah, because apparently that's what you're meant to do when you're older. Yeah. Like you're meant to like wear long skirts. Look and why does that mean that you're like the idea of being crude, being slutty, all these yeah. different words? like associates directly to how you dress which in my like it's what mad isn't it that's so crazy the association of what you were going to be like sexually is the length of your skirt do you, like, know, do you know what's really fun? funny so i remember distinctly <laughs> so we had an assembly i think i was in year nine mm-hmm. and one of our teachers put, uh, put an image on the on the board and it was this woman with like words going down her leg right. basically showing different I've seen this image. different like lengths of skirts and what she is and the one in the middle oh, at your yeah. knee I think I've it said this. like um like the perfect length one of that and all the way up your leg it was like slart whore mm. like mm. and all of this stuff mm. and the fact that we were being taught that in year nine yeah and like, also how warped is that it ties so much into almost associations of then the worth that people look at you like yeah. i mean it's the whole conversation mean? i mean billy eilish sings about it in her songs doesn't she how if you have a short skirt you're a whore yeah. you're a slut you're easy potentially oh God. and that and it's now putting the onus it. on the victim yeah and this is what the issue is it's putting the blame it's victim blaming yeah oh, and this is why people who have experienced sexual assault or rape or anything of that sort of caliber they feel shamed and mm. not talking about mm-hmm. it because you feel like society is telling you it's your fault for yeah. how you dressed, what you did, how yeah. drunk Definitely you not were. Our fault. Yeah. And it's fucked yeah. up. And you know what? This is why actually I didn't share my story for so many years. And actually the reason I did start sharing my story was because I, when I met my current partner now, he sort of was giving me such an open character. I was like, right, I either have to be 100% honest with this guy or I sh- just shouldn't go for it. And I did, I shared my story with him, it's although amazing. I had to text it to him, I had to yeah. write it down because yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't say it. Did you know this man? No, I have no idea who his man you is. Know who he was. Okay. Uh, no idea. To this day, if I saw him in a lineup, I'd have no idea who he was. Oh. And then I tried to tell my friends actually, I was like, right Lids, you need to say something. And they basically like, oh my God, don't use that word. We'll talk <gasps> about it in the car. Then never brought it up. Dropped me off. Dropped me off at Boots to get the morning after pill and just left me there. Do you know what? Never got spoken about again either. Is fucked up. Is nine times nine out of ten people I know who have had these experiences who I've spoken about have the same narrative. They have friends who didn't believe them. What the hell? And I think even I mean I don't I don't want to go back to me at all. Like not go too deep into that but like even I had a sort of experience in college and I remember at the time everyone being like oh no like he didn't do that it's fine do you know what I mean like and and you in yourself think oh okay well maybe maybe I was wrong maybe that's, I was too drunk maybe I didn't remember you, it right and then you just because you can't get out of your head but you, you still convince yourself that it's not your like not their fault it's your fault somehow yeah and even now I'm still yeah. like oh but like there's always an old oh, but yeah Still, so I know, true. almost There's 10 years that. on. And it's hard, like, it's hard to say. And you know what, fuck it, I'm going to say it. I was sexually assaulted in a party in college as well. Like, I don't want to I don't want to make this like that. a... Because yeah. this is the, the yeah. emphasis on this episode, though, is to talk about it and not yeah. make it like, all oh, something happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll just give a brief overview as well. Like, I was really drunk. Um, I was, like, throwing up everywhere. Someone took me upstairs to bed. And then I basically woke up and this guy was like on top of me and had like stripped me naked basically and was trying to have sex with me. But someone walked in mm. and that was the only reason he stopped. Yeah, it's the worst part. And it's the it? worst because it's people you know as well. So it's like, you so were saying before you didn't know who he was. I was thinking, I was going to ask you as well. Do you think that maybe not knowing who he was blurred this idea of this predatorial man into other men that you knew? Did you Do you think that maybe it be, he became like a, a scary entity which made you... Let like less inclined to be open with just men in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, I I didn't realize how it. I don't want to say messed me up, but how it affected me. And as you well said, Maddie, I really, really, really struggled actually with relationships with guys from then on. Mm. And almost I went the other way. And I just I remember saying to you a few years ago how then sex was, for me was literally like giving someone a hug. That was yeah. it. It was like giving someone a hug. It didn't mean anything to me because it was an act. It was, I don't yeah. want to say dirty, but it had been taken away from me. Yeah. And the I was just like, yeah. yeah, my body, like I remember getting into the shower when I came back, when it happened and just scrubbing my skin off. Yeah. I just felt sick. Like I just didn't want to be engaged with it. I was like, no, this is, and I, for so many years after that, if I had got like dated someone or anything, I would always be the one that blamed the reason for it not working or 
I, yeah, I guess I just closed myself off, but I didn't even realize how. I mean, I stopped speaking to my sisters in depth. Um, people could tell there was something off, but they didn't really know what. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, not to be cheesy or anything, but actually meeting my partner now, he changed my life with that because he actually allowed me to be vulnerable. And yeah. he's a massive reason for why I can talk about it so oh, easily I'm now because so he showed me that, that love. Yeah, I feel really like... So crying us our face. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the death podcast again. I'm like, keep it together. Not again. <laughs> Honestly, our, li- <laughs> our lives are so collapsed. We just all talk about it with no emotion. <laughs> I'm joking, honestly. I've just been transported into but, whatever it is. And I just feel like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know when you just want to take something away from someone? Mm. You just like, you want to take it away to make it better. Of course you can. Mm. But I think you just can't do that. You and it's realise just you so... can't. And I think the problem is with, with anything that happens to anyone. Yeah. I think in a way, although it's horrific and it shouldn't happen to anyone, you do get a sense of perspective and, mm. and what... Mm. You, you do understand things in a different sense, yeah. I think, 100%. which is a gift in itself as yeah. well. And I'm I not saying that you need that you should have that, but... Oh, you know yeah, I mean? no, for sure. I remember when Maddie shared her story with me as well. I think that was another reason for becoming well, more open Well, that was the first time it. I heard you... Maybe that was the first time I heard you even consider it being rape was when we sat and spoke yeah. together. Because I was like... I need to support you. Mm. And actually, I remember when you told me about that, I had I didn't know about that until you told me a couple of years ago. And I was like, no, this is just isn't okay. Like we need to, for anyone, we need to just talk about it. And at least as you say, like you can't unfortunately necessarily stop these things from happening, but hopefully you can start talking about them and at least getting people to understand what the blurred lines mean. Because essentially, really, yeah. you're playing in the gray area the whole time with it. Mm. sexual assault is not as i was saying earlier to you page you're not being ripped off the street and raped yeah that's most of the time anyway i kind of want to say going from there like the casualness or how harassment sexual harassment has been casualized and we as girls we were saying together went for a coffee earlier and saying how every single girl that i know and i'm not going to use a statistic because like every girl that i know have had a weird experience yeah and you actually think actually that's really kind of like that's so that's mm. like wolf whistling, mm. yeah. beeping from cars, shouting things from the street, getting flashed. Me and Maddie were flashed. We were literally, and I, we laugh about it. <laughs> we know, like, you do we laugh were, about we it. We literally saw a video and we made a massive joke. We were like giggling, but like, I was like, we've just been flashed. It was like a week ago, we were just driving back from the studio and some guy in the street just flashed us. Like, it's just weird. And like, the fact that that happened and you just have to, have to sort of... You just have to brush it off. Brush like, it off oh, and just, just be happened. like, oh, just like, it just happened. And you're like, well, why does that need to happen? Imagine if we just flashed a guy, like, just got our tits out. Like, it's... It just would not happen. No, Do you know it what wouldn't. I mean? Like, I know, I know. It'd like, be a whole nother I mean, conversation. Maybe it does happen in, in some places, but like, the idea of a woman just flashing their tits in front of a yeah. guy, mm. two guys driving in a car, that's basically what happened to me and Maddie. And it's just like... It's just weird, isn't it? I mean, odd. linking sort of the casualization, I think, also how people act on nights out. So mm. there's this thing of... I hate it and I know a lot of guys that do this and sort of don't see it as a problem but when boys are passing you and like grab your waist right yeah that yeah that happens all the time and like I know in their head they might think oh I'm just trying to move her past but like it's the way they literally like grab you feel they can just grab you they don't know what that girl's been through like Mm. for me little things that people do can be triggering yeah and they don't know that like Mm. even even in terms of like talking to a guy like a way he talks to you like a way he does anything it can be triggering for things that have happened to you and and they need to be more conscious of it like sort of like we were talking about the choking in the last episode Mm. you need to be conscious that people have been through things yes yeah choking is for me is so clear-cut like if you're having sex with someone and you don't know them that well and it's just a casual partner you need to Everything thing that you do needs you to be need consensual. To, it needs to be consensual. You can't just choke someone no, exactly. because the last partner said it was okay. Yeah, well, exactly. Just not Everyone's and so it's the different. same as grabbing someone's waist. They yeah. may in there for my head thing. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's not, not a big deal. Go for it. Well, it's, not, it's not my personal story, but like it's not one of those stories. Are like, oh my god, it's not your place to say. But basically, I was on um, tour with Lacrosse, and there was this girl and this this boy. They were out together. And this is like crazy night out. And there's like this outside bit and it's like yeah. an outside club. It's really weird. And there's like an indoor bit. And it's like, you know how the studio is like one of those short, like shelves, shelves, like, <laughs> shelf. like a little window still basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the window yeah. is like open. So it's not like you have to walk, you can actually jump through, but you have to go over like a little wall. Right. right. So you have to go over a wall to get into the club. And then there's like an outside bit of the club and yeah. people are dancing yeah. out there. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm picturing it. You're I'm getting in, like, yeah. <laughs> you walk over it. Okay. And those people are getting over it. 
and like it's quite a high wall so boys are just jumping over it easily because they're taller and little girls like the three of us would find it quite tricky yeah. <laughs> you need a little little lift little up help. to help yeah, you yeah. but like between girls <laughs> you, need a you, pole lift, vault. you lift each other up right but there was this um, one incident where like all the lacrosse girls were trying to get over the fence and like each of us were helping each other out all the boys that we know were helping us all different girls whatever mm. and then there's this one guy like tries to help this other girl over but we didn't know him but they remember tour was like full of loads of different unis yeah so it could have been someone from our uni but it could have been someone from like we just didn't know this guy right he wasn't from lacrosse and he sort of like pushes this girl up and like touches her like bum yeah to push her over Mm. and i don't know his intentions and i'm not trying to be like don't blame him or blame him but i think because everyone was just helping each other out yeah he was I hope just sort of helping her up yeah. but like you were saying about the waist thing it's interesting because why does he like he's literally touching this girl's bum yeah. and like getting really close to her skirt like really just to yeah. push her yeah, over yeah, the wall yeah. when you could have been like do you want some help do you know what I mean like it was yeah. just this is, the, this is the issue with it because I don't want this to turn into like a uh, snowflake generation you no, can't do anything right no. sort of thing of course I, <laughs> I know people like to turn it into that but yeah. I think it is anything needs to be consensual it's the same as like if you think about it, in Corona, you won't just go up to people and hug them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because it's respecting hugging, it's people's, respecting boundaries. people's boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I've met someone like that, and they're like, "Oh, we're allowed to hug," and I think it's really important to say that to someone. Yeah, absolutely. We shouldn't really be hugging, but like, if you're in a bubble with someone and you're like, like you said, breathing each other's air, that's up to you to make a decision to yeah. hug someone in private. Yeah. But for me, in public, I'm not hugging you outside of Tesco because it's still kind of against the rules. Yeah. yeah. So if people are doing something without your consent, anything, mm-hmm. touching you in any sort of yeah. way. It's just a no-go. And I guess this is what's so interesting because it's not the topic which asks for that, although it's the most important thing. Yeah. Mm. Like, this is your body. Like, regardless of if you're female, male, whatever, like, that's your right. This is your body. You should be able to say, do you know what? I'm actually not comfortable with that. Mm. And that should be fine. That should be enough. Yeah. And I think for everyone out there, it is so important to remember that you can say no. Don't think that you can't. Don't think, oh God, but what are they going to think of me? If you're not happy with it, just say no. It's so important. This is your property. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Sort of saying like, you know, nights out and stuff, but like spiking is a huge thing. Massive. Mm. So there was a 108% increase in the number of reports to police forces in the UK between 2015 and 2018, which is just crazy Mm. about 108%. 100%. What? (laughs) But then also, is that suggesting maybe people are coming forward about it more? Which is. You'd hope so. I mean, it's a a hard one, isn't it? But that's a lot. Sort of, I I sort of said the story in in the last podcast, but like I had an incident with spiking. And um, luckily, I found the pill in my mouth before I swallowed it. But it's it's difficult because I, I remember speaking to people about that and they were like, oh yeah, everyone gets spiked in that club. And it's it's the casualization. So casual, yeah. Yeah. It's like the... It's like, oh, well, that's okay then. It's like, it? the, oh yeah, I knew someone last week that got spiked. And it's like... No, but that's the thing. I've met so many girlfriends, especially at uni, that have got spiked. Yeah. So mm. many. And it's terrifying to the point where... There was a point where I was like, I'm really scared about getting spiked. Yeah. I didn't mention it to anyone, but I'm like, oh, like, what do I do? Like, yeah. I'm really terrified of getting spiked. It's terrifying because in your head you're yeah, just thinking control. who in here thinks I'm Who's vulnerable. Who's done this, I literally yeah. met someone, a friend of a friend that got spiked and the friends that were around her were like, oh, like, I'm sure she's okay. I was like, yeah, but like, that's like, are you sure she's okay? Like, they were so casual about yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, have you spoken to her about it? Like, that's kind of crazy how she said she was spiked and she's like back out on the club. Like, I just find it a bit that yeah. people just knock it off and just be like, it's fine. People, she could have it's been so in so much danger. Yeah, so much danger. Like, it's it's crazy. And also going back to what you said earlier, Maddie, about the school side of things. I mean, why does such a big percentage of people who are committing these acts against individuals think that's fine? Yeah. Not mm-hmm. even second Guessing guess the fact that they could spike someone or rape someone or assault someone mm. why like where has that come from i mean yeah, with the amount of like things that happen and i mean we've all said i i personally know over 10 people like every single one of my friends both female and male mainly female have had something happen to them in some way and you're like well why is why, why? Yeah. why is this realistically this club should be saying to people we've had spiking incidents yeah protect yourselves yeah they the bouncers at the door should be saying make sure you be careful this is going on this happened yesterday like it's the fact that there's just people just brush it under the rug constantly mm. well or on the other side the club should be saying we take spiking really seriously, really seriously. we have we these all, measures yeah. in place if you dare do this we you will be banned from the club yes. for good 
But they don't. Prosecuted as well. Yeah, you will be prosecuted, and they really, really taking it seriously. Sort of going into prosecution. So there's been a massive issue with the prosecution of sexual assault legally. So. The Victims Commissioner, Dame Vera Bard, said in her annual report that the level of prosecutions has got so low that what we're witnessing is the decriminalisation of rape. Wow. Wow, yeah. Which, I mean, so even that statement. Yeah, what what makes it so difficult? Like, is it the, the gathering of evidence? Um, there's been an increase in the amount of evidence to consider as to prevent wrongful imprisonment. However, this has been counterproductive because of the effect of the rightful charges being carried out. So the level of evidence has also been widened due to phones and social media. So I guess it's good that like social media and phones, like you getting some of it captured evidence yeah. wise. Mm. But the fact that she's saying there's been a decriminalization of rape is quite scary. It's scary, isn't it? I mean, and this is the thing, like another reason why prosecution is so difficult is there needs to be enough evidence so in terms of solid evidence which i mean in legal terms is quite difficult to find but there needs to be that for even to be considered to be taken to court so theoretically it mainly boils down to he said she said yeah which absolutely in terms of someone who's just been through trauma Mm. are they going to want to go through this sort of he said she said battle for as long as it takes to prosecute them no well because as you say i mean essentially if i'd have even bothered to go to the police and sort of say anything firstly i didn't and i think this is a matter of reason is as we were saying before most of the time you're like oh well it's not the straight up rape so it can't be a thing and also i mean i didn't know the person so that made it more difficult but i would have been like they have they're basing this all on my story This is my story. He wouldn't go along with that story. He's not going to sit there and go, yeah, I raped her. I mean... Yeah, of of course. So it's like... So you're basically, as you said, Maddie, you could be putting yourself through that process where all of these eyes are on you. You may then not even be believed. And it would almost... Like, you know, the old school, like, witch hunts. It would almost feel like you would be being hunted because... Of yeah. what you're saying against another person, you're almost defaming their character, and it's a hard one, isn't it? I think with mine especially as well, because I knew him. Yeah, it was really difficult because I also didn't say anything, and I do. I, I have points where I'm like, I should have, but it's hard because it's it's people are all so friends with him. Know. Makes it so much tougher. It's, like I mean, I haven't seen him since. Like I haven't seen him in years. Actually, I saw him once afterwards. But yeah, he, he literally acted like nothing had happened. Of course he won't. <laughs> but it's was he drunk as well? Maybe he was like, yeah, nothing happened. Like in his eyes, probably nothing. Did Honestly, happen. but it's it's that you fear I mean? that if you say anything, everyone's gonna side with him. And I yeah, and it's almost 100%. like you'd rather sort of try and live your life as normally as possible than have this hanging over your head yeah. if it goes yeah. sour. Well, well look at all of these cases. I mean, obviously. There are cases when people do lie, but these celeb cases where someone's come forward and people have been like, oh my God, they're a liar. How dare they defame this yeah, person? It's a celebrity though, because they're fans and they're like, oh, he could do that. They no don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe it. Yeah. They can't, they can't get their head around that. That victim so blaming. And I mean, on a minor scale, I guess you, you have that fear inside mm-hmm. you that actually people are going to see you as this liar and this witch almost but like a lot of victims pull out of the prosecution process because it can be so it can be really traumatizing for them of course it would be so according to the guardian in 2019 just 1.5 percent of all rape cases led to charge or summons which is just Mm. baffling 1.5 and we know we we said statistics earlier we know there's more than that many people getting yeah it's astounding so you're saying that only 1.5 actually get like through the court case and actually get somewhere with it yeah do you know what i find difficult as well because i know people have the argument of well if we want to change we need to get people to go through these court cases all of this stuff i feel like so much onus is being put on the victim on the victim 100 so much onus yeah you're taking it all on for yourself like legally it's almost feels like no one's ever like trying to push for this for these victims to be hurt yeah i mean it's almost like so much onus is on the victim proving that this person's done this and like yeah it's just you need that support it's it's not changing i guess the hardest thing um that is i guess because it's not like a clear-cut yeah like burglary or something so mm-hmm. if you think about any other sort of crime right yeah someone's broken into your car 
and you can say, look, here's the evidence. My car is broken. The window is broken. There's CCTV. Do you know what I mean? Like, a, a inverted commas, different crime, a normal crime, not mm-hmm. a sexual assault crime. Yeah. It becomes so easy for the court and lawyers to understand what to do there. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, it's still annoying. Oh, my car's got broken too, but it doesn't affect you emotionally. Yeah. yeah. When they start putting emotions within the court case and within the justice yeah. system, I think it just completely goes out the window. Like, lawyers and the court they just don't know what to do yeah it's like yeah. when emotions get put there on the stand and you're like here listen i'm a rape victim i'm calling this guy to account can i go to court it just becomes i don't understand why everything they just they don't know what to do with themselves mm. and it's like treat this like anything else don't treat me like a, a victim of fucking a burglary because it's more than that but at the same time yeah how do you not know how to deal with it that's what annoys me like just deal with it yeah yeah totally it's still a crime it's still a crime like anything else i know yeah and it's funny how it's seen in such a different way of property you know it's like this is a human being like and as you say i mean i i wouldn't have gone to the police i just wouldn't have because i did not expect i think deep in my brain i did not expect them to do anything about it you also think deep in your brain because i think i would maybe like i'm trying to put myself in that position it's like there's just too much shit to go, like to, to physically go to the police. Yeah. And they start asking all these questions. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know if I can even be bothered for all that, like, no. drama. And this yeah. shit, yeah, yeah. This shit will 100%. you for the rest of your life. Mm. Do you know I mean? Change who you are. It really uh, does. And it's almost like, do you want to try and move on in yourself? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to, because this is the problem. It's, it's almost asking people to traumatize themselves all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And as much yeah. as, I believe, yes, we need to prosecute these people more. It's just on a, on a personal level. Sometimes you can't, can't ask these it. people to do this if yeah. they don't want to. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I of think... Of course, and that's why, that's why we're saying thanks yeah. so much for coming on because you don't have to speak about no. these things. But at the same time, like you said at the beginning, it's really important, it's important. to speak about yeah. these things yeah. so people can feel yeah. comfortable coming forward. Yeah, and having these conversations, it's like a weight lifts off your shoulder because you okay, suddenly yeah. sit there and you're like oh my God, I'm not the only person who's gone through this. For me, even if I maybe had like the opportunity to say it to the police, I knew who the person was, I wanted to go forward. I mean, it's such a long, arduous process. As you said, straight after, you're not in a fit sense to understand it. I mean, it took me years. Well, this is the thing I sort of want to link into. Like when, when you've been through something like this, you have such a big sense of shame. Like you blame yourself for years and this is the problem like genuinely i didn't even consider it having even happened Mm. for i think maybe about two years because in my head i was like i was just really drunk and like the the more i went by time the more i started like sort of remembering what happened realizing that wasn't okay yeah and it's only now that i can actually sit here and be like yeah that was fucked up i mean like after it straight happens you don't even want to admit yourself what's going on like you're in shock you don't want to is it because it's so taboo yeah i forgot about it yeah i actually i think it was i mean what i was 17 uni maybe i actually no even past uni i was probably about 22 when i actually brought it to the forefront and was like oh that was the situation yeah but you know what i think this happens so often when people Mm. like i'm not a psychologist but people do this thing where they put it to like the back Mm. of their head Mm -hmm. and they like not pretend it's not, but it's like your brain helping you. Put it in a you. box, yeah, it's lock it away. your brain helping you to yeah. like move on because otherwise you won't be able to do day-to-day shit. Yeah. So it, yeah. you like almost, and you're like, actually, I'm like, oh my God, like that happened to me. Oh my, oh my God, does that stun <laughs> you? <laughs> big fans. <laughs> big fans. <laughs> your big fans. But do you know what, sort of linking to that, sort of we'll, we'll quickly okay, just touch it, on it. it. But I watched this thing the other day <laughs> about it, this guy who had um, he'd basically been like sexually and physically abused by his mother his whole life. Gosh. But he didn't was remember it, it. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll try and find a link for you guys. But it was a guy who was famous and was a producer on um, Saturday Night Live, I think. But he basically physically couldn't remember it until mm, he was older. it was so awful. And he said this thing that he always had an aversion to the colour red and he didn't understand why. And basically what had happened, this is most traumatic incident he went through, basically during it, he was about four oh and gosh. he was in his kitchen and he was looking out his window and looking at red flowers as it was Aww. happening to him. So because of that, Aww. he always had this thing where he'd like have a physical and mental yeah, reaction but he just to couldn't put his red. finger he on it. He it until he yeah. was about 40, 50. And I mean, that just is evidence of how traumatic sexual yeah. assault and rape mm. can be and you have to come outside of yourself you really I do what you were saying before i don't know if we said it 
live on earth or not but when you were saying um if you saw this guy on a lineup you don't know if you would figure out who he was no don't think i would so i that's what i mean in terms of like obviously t- when time like you mold things in your brain yeah, yeah i eradicated kind of, his face exactly you I have, eradicate yeah. his face and it becomes like he becomes faceless because you kind of have to make him faceless yeah because otherwise you're going to see him in every man that you see down the street yeah and that sounds it is horrible yeah. it you is. have to sort of put that to like like to bed or i mean i have it even now and it's it's really silly but yeah. if i'm walking anywhere late at night or i'm anywhere where i feel slightly vulnerable I'm really hypervigilant. Like I get really kind of like, oh, okay, I'll put my keys in, in between my fingers sort of oh, thing. Yeah, course, like <laughs> classic, classic move. Classic. Um, or I'll call someone on my way home, yeah. even if it's like a five minute walk. And I mean, yeah, I was like, hard. oh, that's just normal. But then you realize actually that's because you just have this fear that anything at any time could just happen. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people have that. Yeah. When we were saying before about um, this toxic culture of calling rape, um, I've got a few stats on that, to be honest, about people being wrongly accused of being raped. Mm. And people are like, yeah, but like you can't just say... That's why people say, oh, don't just say the R word all over the place yeah. because people have been falsely accused. But if you look at the actual statistics of people who have been wrongly accused, it's smaller than you think. So according to Channel 4 Statistics and Research of 2018, men are more likely to be raped than to be falsely accused of rape. Which I think I kind of knew already. Yeah, like, but I mean... That it, makes sense. It makes sense, doesn't and it? And then, so, the average adult man in the, in England and in Wales, aged 16 to 59, has a 0.03% chance of being raped over the course of the whole year. Okay. Compared to the number of people prosecuted for making false allocations, so suggesting that the average man in England, in England and Wales has a 0.0002.1% eight point one percent chance <laughs> of being falsely accused of rape in a year. So like a tiny chance. So realistically So like what even is that? That like how many numbers I'm I just not gonna say? lie, I'm very not Less I'm not very one, good at yeah. maths. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying not to very say good at maths, I feel but. like that's at least ten times more likely. Is I mean, it? How many zeros there are there? Look how many, many zeros? Look at the decimal point. So one, two. That looks like a hundred times more. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We're not good at maths. We're like <laughs> one decimal point. Statistically, it just shows that you're a lot more likely to be raped than, than to, to be, be a... falsely accused, which really proves the point that. But like to be, it's not as common co- as people but think. But imagine we're comparing that. Like if you're comparing falsely accused in general, that's not what we're doing. We're literally comparing the fact that you could be raped. A man can be raped more then he can be false. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> and it shows, that, like, this culture of people constantly saying, oh, like, you can't call rape. Like, oh, she's just calling rape. She's just calling rape. Like, because also, right, even in court, if your prosecution fails, mm. it doesn't mean he didn't rape her. Yeah, of course. True. It just course. means True. there wasn't enough yeah. evidence. Yeah. That's, that's the thing about this. this. Is the it's not evidence. It's Which all evidence. So I know. It's so shy. Because let's say, you, Lydia, you went to the police now. They'll be like, where's the evidence? Yeah, they'll be like, yeah. well, it's been nine years. Yeah. Well, and also... And I'm like, okay, but I'm still traumatised. Yeah, and I got back and I scrubbed my skin off. That's all the evidence gone. Yeah. But I was not going to wait issue. to do that. Of course. This is the problem. Unless... You physically take yourself from the moment of the crime to the police station. There is not going to be sufficient evidence. Mm-hmm. And also remember, convictions really can only happen based on DNA if they have a matching yeah, person. Yeah. If you don't know who the person is... So I think this is, this is where my brain is a bit like, oh God, what are we going to do then? Because I know. this is the thing. You can't, there is no evidence. And obviously people are going to believe you, Lydia. But there are people that are going to be like, well, we have no evidence. And they're going to be so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like... Well, how do we get justice for you? Do you know what I mean? It's like, is there any justice? I think do we get justice? I think there's justice in us supporting each other. Yeah. Yeah, And I think for me, the justice, because even my friends didn't believe me. To this day, probably didn't believe me. I mean, I I actually stepped away from, no, I stepped away from them a a few years ago because I realised it just wasn't right. Um, But even for someone I was meant to be best friends with to not believe me that was a a blow Mm -hmm. but for me justice is as you say maddie i think it is just it's talking about it and it's also becoming more brave about talking about it Mm. and it's saying do you know what regardless of what anyone thinks i'm sharing my story and i'm at a point now where i'm strong enough that if someone was like oh okay whatever you're like well no we need to move this forward we need to move this narrative forward we need to just share 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 and just constantly talk about it and then see 
what happens and gets the ball rolling and maybe it will mean that in the future someone becomes more confident to go to the police yes yeah. yes there's no oversharing in 2020 no. i've come to the conclusion 100 no percent. thing is oversharing <laughs> nope click, click, click. If, it's right, if, <laughs> Girls, if it's right for you to share then it's there, right if you've been affected by this you have every right to sit there and say i was raped i was sexually assaulted yeah yeah and that's a really good point mads as well because i know we talk a lot about the female perspective because that's our story yeah. but everyone of course. male female, male sort female of, anyone however you, know? you identify if you need to and if this podcast in itself makes you think back to something and go well, actually maybe that was wrong mm-hmm. share it share yeah. it you know there'll like, be people that will listen 100 i sort of will listen this sort of into um so societal norm like like casualization sort of again i think sexual assault in the media is a massive thing to talk about so i want to talk about like make like old, older films right so for instance uh, i don't know if anyone's seen 16 candles yep. no. it's one with um Never remember her name. From Riverdale. Mum from Riverdale. Who's going to be watching Riverdale? No. She's, we the, are. she's the girl from <laughs> Excuse me, Breakfast <laughs> Club. Breakfast me Club, and if you've seen it. The ginger one. Anyway, basically, <laughs> anyway. Long, long story short, have you seen 16 Candles, right? Lovely, cool chick flick. Feel good almost, but. but- Sorry, mm. but when you really watch the film... What happens? Can you tell me? So it's all about sort of like teenagers. They're at this party, sort of. One of the... The main guy has a girlfriend, but the main girl is interested in him, but she doesn't think he like, knows who she exists. That's sort of vibe. Classic high school film, yeah. But like in the story, his girlfriend, she's like passed out unconscious drunk and he literally like passes her around to this other what? guy as like so a bad. he's basically like oh you can have her for the evening if i can borrow your car like can he literally gives oh like this unconscious sorry, girl sorry maddie can you just repeat that for us he gives an unconscious girl to his friend so he can use his car for the evening in exchange he for a takes car. pictures Brilliant. of himself with this unconscious girl I'm and his mates so like watch the film because what? it it seems so like like fine yeah. but then like because i used to watch when i was younger and i used to didn't think i know i remember you it. saying oh it's such a I nice love film. That film and yeah. then now i watched it recently and i was like hang the fuck on <laughs> Why they are passing film? an unconscious mm-hmm. girl around as a prize but yet it's put into this happy narrative of high school teenagehood to be you know when people do films and actually it's meant to have like a dark spin and you're like oh interesting it's meant to make you think no was this meant to just be like oh fun? it was supposed to be fun sort of teenage mm. vibes like was, it, was it joking that you can have her for the car like was no. it meant to be and there's a shot where she's unconscious and they're like filming like her skirts come up and you can see her pants oh my god and she's meant to be 16 why did she agree to do this as well as the actress this is the problem because this is it because it they wouldn't have even thought twice about it would they you wouldn't have thought twice in those days like it's mad how old is this film do you know i think this is the 80s 80s, yeah yeah. but this is another thing just just thinking about the portrayal of rape and stuff in tv and media i mean one thing and i mean everyone has a different opinion of it one thing i really appreciated about 13 reasons why was the way they portrayed that because it was raw and it was i mean watching it as a rape victim i was like i really really appreciate that yeah and so we need more films like this we We need need more things that actually don't high school it and go oh well you're in high school it's fine or you're just in college you know that's what happens yeah it's actually like no "No, this is wrong just like if you steal a car you're gonna go to prison like 100 and i think linking that sort of so there's like a few other examples so i don't know right i anyone who knows me but i fucking (laughs) have a really big issue with this film and i know a lot of people don't it's been the number one on netflix understand how people don't have an issue with this film but 365 days is glorifying rape maddie do you just want to give a little summary about it go on a bit of a so basically a summary of the film is this like mafia boss guy kidnaps this woman, sort of, he says he's not gonna, like he literally kidnaps her, traps her in his house, right? He says he's not gonna touch her until she lets him. He touches her when she doesn't want him to. He literally is like, I'm not letting you leave until you fall in love with me. And like, she gets almost like Stockholm syndrome, somehow falls in love with him. Like, I'm sorry, just watch it. I just think it's fucked up, right? And what, what like, I think's the worst part is, it's almost like becoming trending on like TikTok at the mm, moment. It's there a really are 16, big thing. Like, girls younger than 16, like 15, 16 year old girls that are saying like, oh, they want a man like him. Oh my gosh. 
It's and like the Fifty Shades thing when it that is, was like a big thing. Yeah. Like, oh, like, but at, like least at least that shades, was consensual, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah fair, There's actually safe fair. words that are used. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be the, the like a prude here being like, you can't have rough sex. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say if the whole time she was like, yes, let's have rough sex, then fine, I'd it'd be, be different. All for it, yeah. But she does yeah. not consent at any point. Hardly ever. Also, can I just say on that point of consent, you like consent can also be through body language yeah. it doesn't just have to be verbal because a lot of people cannot say no if something's happening to them 100 oh, percent. i think i don't know where i heard this from but i was listening to god i sound like an old lady but i do, <laughs> I do listen to a bit of radio for jazz no, stop it so we listening to a classic we were listening to something and there was this one person that said i, I literally i'll try and find it we'll link it if it's not a emphatic yes it's a no yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, unless I've literally said with my mouth or I've literally initiated like yes we're doing mm-hmm. this, then it's a no. Well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you may, like, like you don't you have maybe for language. sex, do you? No, oh, do you want to have sex? Maybe. That means no. No. let's do it then. That's a no. Is that a no? Right now that yeah. means no. If someone <laughs> asks me if I want to do something, I say maybe I'm not coming. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but I think for the people out there who still don't really understand why three hundred sixty five days is wrong. I just want to give you an example of, so I don't, like, I mean, I know you guys probably aware of Duffy, the singer. Mm-hmm. So she used to be massive in, like, the, like, the noughties. Like, I think yeah, she was big in, like, 2008 yeah. sort of time. Mm-hmm. Basically, she, if people don't know, went through a horrific incident where she was kidnapped, brutally raped, almost, they tried to sex traffic her, basically, these people who had kidnapped her for three weeks. She managed to get out of the situation, but... She's spent 10 years AWOL. No one's heard anything from her. Mm. No one knew what was going on. People just thought she stopped releasing music. And she's only recently come out with it. And basically, as someone who has been through in real life what they're trying to portray in 365 days, like being kidnapped, being sexually assaulted, she has a perspective that I'm sure not a lot of people have about the matter. Yeah, absolutely. And she thinks it's disgusting. And in her own words, she's basically said that it glamorizes the brutal reality of sex trafficking, kidnapping and rape. And I think it really puts into perspective someone who's actually been in that situation saying that. Mm. How then hearing that could you think, okay, that no, it's fine. Also, who who is making this film? That's what I want to know. Mm. What is going no, through this person's <laughs> brain yeah. to say, oh, that's fine. Oh, that's fine. Oh, there's no, there's no yes at all in the script. Mm. No yes, but that's no, fine. It's sexy, you know. Oh, it's the new and Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, that's him. it. No, but I'm telling you, you see it. Like, watch it. Do you not think they're trying to be Fifty Shades of Grey? Absolutely, yeah. they are. And but they just missed the content bits. They missed <laughs> the <laughs> consent, and then she somehow falls in love with him. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> the main part. You know the main. I just think it was quite interesting and I thought I'll just sort of explain it. So if you've and again on Netflix, Sex, Sex Education Love it, yeah. a series, really good series. I was saying to Lydia, you need to watch it. I do, Brilliant. I do, I keep getting told. Um <laughs> it's sort of a mixture between American and the UK. Like the yeah. school's meant to be a bit of a mix. It's a mix, isn't it? But yeah. it's really cool and it, I think it does sex really well. Oh, it does it so well. Um but there's this one scene, again, they're trying to portray it. it Unlike 365 Days is all um, 16 Candles even. that It's like, oh, we're trying to make you think. They actually did it like, oh my God, that's really fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Sex Education is trying to make you think about this scene. So one of the characters is a young girl. She must be like 16 or 17. And she's getting on the bus to school. And this bus is full of people. And she's standing up just waiting. And there's a guy like sitting quite close to her. You know how it is when you're on buses and you're like Mm. really close quarters. Yeah. And this guy just brings out his, you know what, and starts having a pleasuring himself mm. just ha- starts like having a wank like yeah. while watching her Awful. and like in front of her and then mm. like ejaculates on her oh my gosh and it's horrible and it's like so well done and she like goes to the police I think does she go to the police straight away I can't remember I just know she I doesn't go straight away she spends away. a couple of days and she sort talks of... to her friends about yeah. it yeah but I thought it was a really good way of it sort of showing that 100% and everyone that watched it was like oh my god it's quite harrowing do you know what I mean in a a comedic show it's quite Mm. like and that's it like I think films and directors and anyone showing sort of these stories to the public books whatever they need they it should be harrowing it's not a it's not an enjoyable bloody process is it like it's not something like oh do you know what when i grow up i want to be raped like it is (laughs) it is honestly the emotions that mix in with it are so deep 
and they honestly I mean as we said earlier they direct your relationships they strain things they change things they change the way you look at yourself I mean I personally still to this day have a really bad problem with my body Mm. but and I don't even think it's necessarily a self-esteem thing I think it is all it all comes from that yeah it really does and so I think the fact that they do portray mm. it like that and they do make it harrowing and uncomfortable and the audience sits there like, oh my God, yeah. that needs, that just needs to happen. No, but that's why it was so mm. good. And like for me, I don't know about you, it's the first programme I've seen that highlights sexual assault yeah. as something quite awful um, other than like direct rape. And yeah. there's a spectrum, like you said, and it doesn't mean like one's like worse or the other, like something like that yes. is still so yeah. terrible. And like yeah. what went on with you, yeah. Maddie, like it's still, you still should be able to stand there and be like, no, it happened to me just yeah. because he didn't carry on it's still a terrible thing that happened to yeah. me it, the program does really well too i think she waits a little bit tells a close friend and then the close friend's like we need to go to the police and like the police are shown quite well i think because like the one police officer sort of like well this is not really a big deal and the other one's sort of like oh let's make yeah it. do you mean they, they show them really well they're not overtly like bashing the police but then yeah. they're not like yeah, they they. It, I just go watch it. It's brilliantly it's done. It's great, it's and nice I think afterwards there's a really nice scene where the girls are all in like I don't know if it's like called their common oh, room or yeah, whatever, but they're all sort of sitting around together. She finally tells her friends about it, and then they're all sitting and telling about their experiences they've yeah, had. Yeah, wow. And I think that was the first so time I actually because th- this is the thing, unless it is rape, like actual physical evidenced rape, mm-hmm. you don't feel like something's happened to you it's mm-hmm. so weird yeah but yeah. i remember like i could, i didn't feel like i could talk to people about it and i think that was the first time i watched that program i was like wow like these girls are all talking about instances that aren't rape but they're still, still just yeah. as awful yeah and judge and shame are like the two emotions i mean i don't know what you think about it mads mm. but they are the two emotions i would say that just go with it hand yeah. in hand still to straight stay. away as soon as still it's happened judge when, shame. About, when i think about even saying it i'm like oh maddie shut up like you shouldn't be talking about it even now talking yeah. about it i'm still like oh you still but, and it's like 10 mm. years soon you know it's yeah. mad yeah, we can't have this discussion without speaking about porn Mm. it has to happen and the influences that people get from porn and again like 365 days and 50 shows all the different things it comes from porn yeah and people copy what they see in porn with their sexual partners Mm -hmm. and they like Pornhub itself there's so many subcategories and to be fair like subcategories that end up being quite harmful yeah that are like definitely rough sex choking all these different things which is like fine but there are bits where um, involve sexual abuse and violence, mm. including minors, which is just, what the fuck? Why are there it's minors on yeah. Pornhub? Yeah. Or yeah. there are people that are pretending to be minors To be minors, well. yeah. Look, that's that. that's yeah. They're like, young pretty girl. popular. Like, what? I know. It's like young girl gets pounded by a It's the dynamic. Yeah, or like stepdad, yeah. Young girl gets pounded by a bear. And it's like, what? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, um, yeah. For example, the case of Rose... Kalamba. Kalamba who was raped at 14, with the video being subsequently uploaded to Pornhub. Um, in response to this, Pornhub said they allowed all forms of sexual expression. How fucked up is that? So messed up. 14-year-old getting so raped. So messed up. And it gets onto Pornhub without them saying something about it. And you, just... w- and you wonder why people don't feel like they can say anything. And this why is the problem. Why is there not some sort of due process? I know. I know. Porn, I know. Surely Pornhub that should be crazy... thought of from day one. It's there's still a business. There's still a business. There's still someone issue. behind there. Yeah, saying, exactly. Like, upload that amateur exactly, video. Yeah. It's like YouTube, though. It has restrictions. It should have restrictions. There's a regulatory body on YouTube that I isn't mean, one on Pornhub. They are literally... Mm. They're, all they are showing is porn. They, from the day dot, should have a list of things which they ensure never, ever happen. Happens, they should also s- try and work out exactly where these videos are coming from mm. and just be a bit and more filter accountable it, filter exactly it. filter but it consider it weird things that like okay everyone's into their own thing like again we're not trying to be snowflakes like do what you want in bed with your sexual of course partner. absolutely but, like when you see it when a young boy who's like 14 sees young girl gets raped by do you know they even mm-hmm. use like it terrible words her. Like, yes they won't use rape but they'll yeah. use words that you're like that's actually really bad. Tied up and choked by, yeah, by Andy an sort of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. In the woods, like this young girl gets taken and you're like, what? I know. <laughs> Honestly, I know. but to the point where like, I know a lot of girls, including myself, mm. who will watch like gay porn, like two girls, because yeah. it's so much more gentle. Yeah. Like, it's not I, aggressive, but I it isn't aggressive. No, it's so true. Sexual porn because it's, it's so aggressive. It's it's too much. It's, it's too it's, much. It's, it makes you it. feel uncomfortable. I feel yeah, I feel dirty watching yeah. it. I'm like, oh. Whereas like 
at least two girls together are gentle, generally. Do you know what I mean? It's a different narrative. It's such it a is a different narrative, narrative massively. Mm-hmm. And I think... But also it's four guys. So it's like, it's not even for gay women. It's for, Again, it's four guys. Because the stuff they is. do, you're like, that's Absolutely. not scientifically possible. No, I know. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I cannot do that. that. <laughs> that gonna do My shit leg does not bend that way, hon. That Good luck with that. Honestly. Okay, sweetie, we can try it. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Like, scissoring. You're like, that's Sorry, scissoring isn't a thing. Like, I swear. Like, let's just smash ourselves together. Literally, like, like that movement, bang, bang, bang. Like, you know I mean? like that is a leg day training. That, yeah, that's another body. <laughs> it's like gladiator. But I mean, like, oh also brain. the thing with porn as well. And me and Pedro oh. talked about this earlier before we sort oh. of recorded. But until you have had sex, you don't know what actual sex is no, because yeah, porn is your only sort of resource. I mean, unless you're going and watching your friends having sex, so I don't think you are. If you are, that's fine. I mean, I if mean, you're, if you're into, into that, that. But I'm not going to judge if you. It's all but uh, exactly, <laughs> yes means yes. So no. all of these narratives and this conversation you're getting but from porn, this, you're then like, that's it. That's what I have thing. to do. People know when you get a little bit older and you have conversations, then you go have sex for yourself. You know this is not real. You understand that porn isn't real. Yeah. A bit like Instagram, yeah. you're like, it's all fake. Absolutely, all yeah. Whatever. But it's still there. A bit mm-hmm. like what we were saying yeah. before. I don't care if I know that that girl's been airbrushed. I'm still annoyed that her it's body's still better there. Than mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? and you're still going to be <laughs> affected by it. Absolutely, and yeah. also it's still being watched. Mm. More often than not, boys are like, right. So this is what I've seen in porn. Yeah, and they're going to emulate yeah. whatever they've seen, and they're like, well, she must enjoy it because the girl in the porn. She I loved it. Night, she was gagging and for it. You know, but she's paid for it, John. Yeah. She's probably <laughs> I mean, she's probably also, done that take about fifty times. Yeah, what is good. so sad is nine times out of ten, when you are that age you will just let them do it as you a girl do. because yeah. you think you that's like, also how you should be your treated. Your role is to pleasure it's other people. It's not just boys yeah. being shown that this is correct. It's girls being shown that yeah. this is how, how they, they should, should be act. treated. And, and this is where And it's fun. getting younger and younger. Porn watchers are getting younger and younger. The I think it's like nine. There's been a lot of conversation recently around OnlyFans, which for any of you who don't know is basically a paid for kind of a porn site, but it's where mm. people make their own content. They're all in control. Um, but throughout lockdown, it's kind of spiked with how many people have set up accounts. I know a few people who have. Um, and it was this conversation around how loads of people are now saying that they'd way prefer to know that their boyfriend or partner or whoever um, watched OnlyFans over watching porn. Because the women or the men on there are getting paid. They're in control of their bodies. They've already given consent for whatever they choose mm. to do on there. And yeah, people want satisfaction. Porn's always going to be a thing, but maybe thinking about changing how ethical it's porn. yeah ethical porn, how it's accessed, giving power back but to the means, people. Ethical porn means paying, remember? And it I'm, means and absolutely paid it means, consent. It means paying yeah. consent, which I agree with. But think about how many people use Pornhub without paying. Yeah, and it's a lot of it's because it's, it's free it's satisfaction. It's, free, it's quick. Like people are not gonna. But it's it, the idea of like paying for a site. I know a friend, bless her, and she was like, I tried to like find ethical porn because I want to look at something but I don't want to feel guilty at looking at looking at this woman that's probably getting paid like one pound an no. hour mm. I was like fair enough so she found this site I don't remember the name of it but amazing she found this site and it was like 30 pounds a month she needed to pay mm-hmm. for porn and she was just like I'm just not that sexually I've not got that much of a sex drive to be yeah. off that often <laughs> to pay 30 pounds a month which yeah. like each to their own do you know what yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. in that sense I think OnlyFans is like it's doing well in that sense, but to to move the industry along, we need to we need something ethical, work with that. affordable, yeah, uh, and has has same these with considerations. Anything, it's yeah. the same. It's the same sense as like there's obviously the argument: would you rather pay for the people that you watch to to be treated right, or would you mm. rather not pay? Mm. You know, it's in the same like I know it's a completely different issue, but it's in the same sense like fair trade. Food. Yeah, no, I was just about to say you someone pay pays more. somewhere along the supply exactly. chain. You do you want to pay more to know that you're you, it's ethical, or do you yeah. want to pay less? It's yeah, true. but yeah. yeah. So let's go into so what can we do? What can we do to be done, Lydia? What do you think? We'll go for you. Well, firstly, I think as we've sort of said throughout the whole conversation today, is just talking about it. Mm. Just talking about it when you're ready. It takes a while, but. Getting more people to talk about it openly as well on platforms like this where people can hear it or view it so that people feel more comfortable to talk about the conversation. Then considering things, as as we've said, like about education, about restrictions in porn, about thinking how we can work with what we've already got. Because people obviously, as you were saying, Paige, want to have free porn, want to get that pleasure. But it's trying to work out 
how we can still do those things, but make sure that actually there's safeguarding in there, make sure that there's real consent, even checking the age of people. You can just tick saying, oh, I'm over 18. What would be really interesting is to have a conversation with boys and girls together, a sexual assault focused lesson in Mm. school during the same time you do sex education, to everyone share these conversations because I think actually guys, guys I've to spoken to that have shared my story with so I shared my story with a few of my best guy friends and they were like oh my god but then they started talking about it and the conversation was really amazing great yeah. and I think sitting everyone together and just everyone talking, talking. about it so I think it'd be good I don't know if we've discussed this but I think it'd be good to link sort of not like a helpline but like if there's a page we can find yeah so people we'll, we'll link can, our sources pages we'll link our sources but like something that they can go to if like if yeah. you if you want to talk to anyone we'll link something there so people mm. don't just feel like i've listened to this great thing now i want to talk to someone about my issue where yeah. do i go i also wanted to say as well if anyone's listening to this and wanted to ask more or just felt like they needed someone to talk to like us and i'm sure lydia like yeah our, yeah i was gonna say our messaging is open if you ever want to talk about anything feel mm-hmm. free to message 100%. confidentially yeah if anyone's felt that this brought something messages. up yeah, yeah. the biggest thing you need to know you're not alone and you don't have to go through this by yourself i spent so long thinking i've got to deal with this myself because it's my issue it's not it's not your issue you're taking on someone else's shit mm. and you shouldn't have to do that it's okay to help have people to help you along Perfect. thank you so much for coming on lydia you're welcome anytime <laughs> don't say that i will be back <laughs> <laughs> she will. i am she a massive fan back. girl <laughs> we've had we've had fun we've had some cry we've Oh, we've had, had some cry, cry. just the one we're single tear. <laughs> <cry. It's literally laughs> obviously, obviously it's Paige, but <laughs> it's been a good one, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Also, if no one understood who was talking at that point, I'm so sorry. I'm really but. sorry, but <laughs> I'll work it out. We'll figure out. out. We'll label. Well, thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank See you. you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.